I want us to turn to um, to two places. You can pick one um, if you only want to turn to one, but um, we'll try to get you in both of them. Proverbs chapter 24 and then James chapter number 1. Proverbs 24 and then James chapter 1. Say, preacher, you're starting early. What what in the world does that mean? <clears throat> I don't know. We're going to find out here in a minute. Um, I, Nathan was so gracious to be able to go home and, and, and take care of the, the message on Sunday and get it uploaded. And uh, when he did, I looked at it, and that joker was an hour and six minutes long. I said, have mercy on them people, Lord. Bless they hearts. That's all I know to say. <clears throat> but you took it like a champ, and I thank you for it. Proverbs chapter 24, verse number 5. I, I, I want to read this um, and then go over to the book of James and read several verses there. <clears throat> Excuse me, verse 5 of Proverbs 24. A wise man is strong. Yea, a wise, excuse me, yea, a man of knowledge increaseth strength. And so you may, you may get uh, a point I'm trying to make here tonight. It says a wise man is strong and a man of knowledge increaseth strength. So now if you can turn with me to the book of James chapter number one and uh, we'll read starting in verse number two down through verse number five. It says my brethren count it all joy when ye fall into diverse temptations Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Now, verse number five. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. So here we do not find the word strong or strength, but we do find the word wisdom there in verse number five. And it says, if any man or any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. And the writer of Proverbs chapter 24 said that a wise man is strong, a man of knowledge, or if I could say it like this, of wisdom increaseth strength. And so if I can preach just for a few minutes on seeking strength, seeking strength. Now, uh, I, I went to the gym the other day and I was going to re-up my, my, uh, my, what do you call that thing where you have to pay them every month? And, um, there's two little snotty nosed boys in there. And, uh, so I walked in and they didn't act like they wanted to help me and that kind of hacked me off to begin with. Um, but as I began to, to talk to them and everything, the plan that I was on, which was about $29, this is over a year ago, a month, and I ain't no telling how much I wasted on that $29 every month without going. Somebody help me that don't go to the gym tonight. And uh, I, so as I, as I talked to them, the same plan that I had is now $39. And so I got my little phone, my little invitation to come, and I closed it down. I said, boys, y'all have a good day. It just ain't worth it. It ain't worth it to me to pay $40 just to come in here and lift weights. But now there's some. There's some that would pay much more than that to be able to have that physique that we all see that's plastered all over. Uh, whether it's a female or a male physique, they, they desire to have those muscles and 
And God knows as much as I try, I ain't never going to have that physique. And um, y'all don't be too too audible because some of y'all ain't never going to have that physique either. And I already know it. But there is something about this pursuing strength. And I remember when I first started going a couple years back, uh, I did something. Maybe some of you men have done this too. You go in and you find that weight machine and you find the heaviest weight that you can find. And you start trying to pump it. And you pop blood vessels and you, I mean, you do everything you can. And then you realize, you know, I probably should have started with something less heavy than this. The women, on the other hand, they may go to something where they can look pretty on and they, they go to one of those things where you can run on or climb, climb stairs and go absolutely nowhere that makes no sense at all to me. But, but there is a purpose for it. They're, they're seeking strength. I watched during that time, I was using one of the, the bikes there, and I watched this guy, kind of a, a big fella, but he got on the, that stair machine, and he walked, and he walked, and he walked uphill. And the reason for it, as I listened to other other people talk to him, is he was he was a football player. And he was doing it not only for strength in his legs, but he was doing it for stamina. And the scripture says that if if we lack wisdom, let us ask of God, which giveth to all men liberally. Okay? Nick, he's not charging a dime. said over there in Proverbs that a man that is wise has strength. And so tonight we need to seek strength. I can honestly say I don't know anyone that wants to be known as a weakling. I don't know anybody that says, look at my lack of muscles. What do we do when we have a little boy or a little girl? Most most of the time, a little boy will say, show me your muscles. And it's so cute. They try to show you their muscles. There's nothing there. We know that. But yet that puts something in them. I need, I need, I need to be stronger. And as they see daddy work, or maybe she sees mama work, and she picks up after them, and they, they begin to have strength, not only in their muscles, but they strengthen their mind. They, they strengthen their work ethic, whatever it may be. But I'm speaking more tonight on the spiritual side of this thing. And I believe every child of God needs to be strong spiritually. Now, some are not going to come right out and say that they're that that they have a need for strength. Most of us are going to be like that man that goes into the gym the first time and he picks up the strongest weight or the heaviest weight and he tries to act like he's stronger than he really is. Spiritually speaking, the same thing happens. We go into a, into a situation and we say, look, look how strong I am. And we find out very soon that we're not as strong as we thought we were. Young men, young ladies... I want to. I know that we're missing at least Kaylee tonight, as far as our our teenagers. But I want us to know tonight for our younger folks that there is nothing wrong with admitting your weakness and then seeking strength. Older men and older women that I now fall into that category. There comes a time, I've watched my dad that used to be one of the strongest men I knew. I've watched him as his strength has has left him over the last three years. It is heartbreaking. And he will try his best to show that he still got it. But Kurt, there's still a weakness there. But he's not ready to admit it. 
And so as adults, as we go into our Christian lives, there are times that we are weak, but we won't admit it. But James says, if you will, and, and, and I realize I'm kind of going outside of the Scripture, but I believe that, that we can say that, that we're not doing any harm to the Scripture if we say it like this. If you will admit that you are weak, if you will admit that you do not have wisdom, and you ask God for wisdom, He will freely give it. The Bible says He upbraideth not. He's not going to hold anything back and... And he is not going to ridicule you for asking for that wisdom. So I'll just give you three things and I'm going to the house tonight. Number one, I want us to know the search for strength. That's probably that introduction is probably the longest part of this tonight. I want us to see the search for strength. Now, just as we talked about the gym in our spiritual life, there are some false um, um, uh, conceptions, false preconceptions, whatever there are, false uh, ideas that um, that the spiritual strength, it comes by acting stronger than you really are. It doesn't. That is false. If If there is ever a day in our lives where we need to be real, about our spiritual health, it is today. Because there are so many people, they are acting a lot stronger than they really are, and they are finding themselves in situations that they cannot handle because of what they've placed upon themselves. Not only that, but uh, spiritual strength doesn't just happen. It doesn't just happen. Yes, we'll, we'll read this over in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 here in a minute where uh, the Apostle Paul was asking the Lord about the, the thorn in the flesh. And Jesus said, my strength is made perfect in weakness. Now, I understand that that scripture can be applied in a lot of different ways, but spiritual strength doesn't just happen. It is something that just as physical exercise must be done, so must spiritual exercise be done. But if we're not careful, we'll we'll fall under these false ideas and we'll just expect all of the wisdom, all of the strength to come. So there's a false conception, but there's also a failed understanding. We want to be strong, but we don't want to do what it takes. You know something that's going to help you with your strength? Now listen to me, I'm going to go, go quick. But one thing that helps us with strength, strength is burdens, problems, battles, mountains, valleys. Those things will help us. When a couple of weeks ago, when, when, uh, before we ran that 5K, Kurt and I, um, I, I pretty much just walked and ran on a flat road. Okay, just just flat. And if you've been to our house, you know it kind of kind of when you turn off of uh, Murphy Mill onto Brookwood, kind of goes up a little steady hill. Well, Jody, I'd always walk that. I'm like, I don't need to worry about that. This is on the race was on Southland Drive, a road, whatever it was. And so I didn't pay any attention to any elevation. But Brother Jim, when I got there, them jack legs put me in a neighborhood that was uphill and downhill. And so when I thought I could run it because I had not conditioned myself because I had not done the work to condition myself once I started going uphill that was done 
I was huffing, puffing, dragging. It was walking from there. So how could I gain the strength to do that? I had to go up some hills myself. If, if you're if you're wanting to run up the next mountain that you find, you're going to have to walk up. You're going to have to run up some some hills every once in a while. The same way spiritually, you're going to have to work. You're going to have to condition yourself for the mountain that may be ahead. We fail to see how these things connect. We, we've heard all of our life, practice makes perfect. We've heard about the cause and effect. That it, 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 here's a goal, so you have there has to be uh, some work to get to the goal. You've heard the saying, no pain, no gain. All of those things work together, even spiritually. So there is a search for strength. But then there's a source for strength. There's physical strength that, that comes from hard work. It comes from uh, development. There's strength that comes from repeated success. If you wanna, if you wanna start bench pressing 300 pounds, probably not gonna start with 275. You're gonna start with something a lot less than that. And you're gonna get a victory over that, let's just say, 50 or 70, 75 pound weight. And you're gonna be, you're gonna nail that, Samuel. And then you're gonna lift a little bit more, and a little bit more, and more, and more, and more. And I believe that God does the same things in our lives. As a new Christian, I don't know that God is... Now, he, he, God is God. He can do whatever He wants to do. But I don't know that God is going to put a new Christian in such a spiritual battle that many times us as older Christians cannot handle. Y'all with me? Now, He could. He could put them right in the fire. But oftentimes it's it's small battles at first. Then they may get harder, and then they may get harder. But the reason is is so that, that strength comes from repeated success in difficult situations. Spiritual strength comes the same way. I mentioned over in Second Corinthians chapter twelve, verse number nine, and he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Brother Andy Coker and I were talking today, and this this particular verse came up. Paul came up, all this situation, and uh, he he made mention of this. He said, "I just wonder if the Apostle Paul wasn't saying, Lord, you've given me this, or there's this thorn in the flesh, and I've asked you three times to remove it. God, do you realize what I could do if this thorn wasn't there?" God, do you realize how far I could go if this pain of this burden wasn't there? Do you realize how many people I could reach if this wasn't there? And God replied to him, My grace is sufficient for thee. My strength is made perfect in weakness. He says essentially, Brother Andy is saying, uh, Paul, you continue to go where I lead and I will give you strength for that. He said, my grace is sufficient for thee. It is enough, but more than enough. It is enough, Kurt, for you to go where he calls you. But there is also more than enough in case he calls you to go another mile. And he said, my strength is made perfect in weakness. When you are drained completely of yourself is when Christ's strength is made perfect 
And so often we go into these spiritual battles saying, look what I have done. Look what I can do. But we fail in those spiritual battles because we're depending upon ourselves. But when we come to the end of ourselves and we have to depend on God, that's when His strength is made perfect. Regardless of our ability, strength comes from the Lord. In Psalm chapter 18, verse number 2, and then verse 32, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust. He is my buckler and the horn of my salvation, my high tower. Everything about that talks about strength. Whether it's that buckler, which is just a small shield that you wear on your forearm for hand-to-hand combat, or that high tower that, that keeps you safe. It says that He is His rock, He is His fortress, His deliverer, but He's my strength. In verse 32, it is God that girdeth me with strength and maketh my way perfect. The psalmist said that God clothes me with strength. You see, the strength doesn't come from us. It comes from God. Psalm 29, verse number 11. For the Lord will give strength unto His people, and the Lord will bless His people with peace. Again, the Lord will give strength. I was watching, I don't watch the news, I was watching a little bit of it today. And uh, I, I'm not even going to tell you what channel I was watching but uh, the guy was pretty hot under the collar, and he was talking about the president. <laughs> he was talking about how weak the president is, and he was talking about just, you know, how sorry he is. And, I mean, he was just giving him down the road, and I kind of felt bad for Uncle Joe, really did. But I, 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 I got to thinking about all of the opportunities that have been missed over the last several years, and and I mean, really, going going all the way back, I kind of wish we could go back to President Reagan's day and maybe restart some things. I, I, that's just me, but but this guy, he was he was given ever pretty much everybody talked about. It. He was giving them down the road. I kind of enjoyed it a little bit, but he was talking about all the opportunities that was missed, like like the president could immediately fix all of our problems. Can I tell you, he can't. Congress can't. Senate can't. Your governor can't. They're, they're all part of, of, of a process that if they for once work together, they might help somebody. But there is a God in, in heaven that freely and abundantly gives strength. I've heard about those mothers that their their babies were trapped under some heavy object, and those mothers grabbed that object and lifted it and saved their child. I've heard about fathers doing the same thing. That that's a that's a strength that's that's unnatural. Science, they say, can can explain it. It's that adrenaline rush. Maybe so. I've never, thankfully, thankfully, I've never had to to deal with that. But even far beyond, beyond what would be considered superhuman strength in those, in those periods of time. God gives us strength. Now listen to me. I'm talking about spiritual strength. God gives us strength to stand in this evil day against powers and principalities. 
He gives us strength to stand in the very face of our adversary, the devil, who is as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. That's the type of strength that I'm talking about. We need to seek strength. Psalm 37, verse number 39. But the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is their strength in the time of trouble. He is their strength in the time of trouble. Now, age might come. It might defeat you physically. But I want you to know that spiritually... What's the psalmist say? Psalm 73, 26. My flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart and the, and my portion forever. I, I, I've known, if I can, let me go back to last week in McClinney, Florida. There's an old man. I have no idea what, what his real name is. They call him Brother Lucky. For the last three years that I've been there, Brother Lucky will come in and he sits in one of those those wheeled walkers that you can turn around and sit on. I don't know what they're called. But he, he sits on the front pew right there. He kind of bent over like this. And uh, I think y'all were there the day. Um, on Tuesday, Brother Lucky, I don't, I, I don't remember exactly what he was doing, but he was just a few feet away from the altar. And he, he that's where he wanted to be. And so he, he rocked and he finally got up on that thing. He pushed that and he went all the way up there and he let go of his rocker and he, he was swaying. He scared me to death. Thought he was going to fall, but he was swaying, but he was where he needed to be. His physical health is clearly failing, but God gave him a strength in his body to go to that. Now he didn't kneel, but he got to that altar. He stood there. He prayed, and I watched him as he went back to his chair, and he sat there and he wept. I mean, you could visibly see him, his body weeping throughout the throughout the meeting Monday night, and then both services Tuesday, both services Wednesday. He'd sit there and and he couldn't look up. He was kind of bent down like this, and so he'd 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 kind of look up like this, and sometimes he he couldn't tell who was doing what, but. He'd get there and he'd, he'd repeat some of the, the things that they would say and he'd have a, a crack in his voice and he would begin to smile and begin to, yes, amen. He'd begin to shout in his own way. You know what God was doing? God was giving this such and such year old man a strength that we couldn't see. But God was helping him through whatever he was going through. God was helped. From, from what I understand of the story, Brother Jimmy had been faithful nearly half of his life. He wasn't, he wasn't always in church, but when he got in church, Brother Jim, he stayed in church and God was blessing him. And maybe he was thinking about all those times that he had failed God. <laughs> every time that he failed God, God forgave him. And every time that he wanted to do something for God, but he wasn't physically able, God gave him strength in his spirit. His body may have failed him. But the Spirit, God gave him strength. Then number three and last, let's look at this. I want us to see the lessons of strength. We always want the easy way. We complain about how hard things are. We quit because things are difficult. A lot of times we grab the easiest thing that we can find. 
uh, I get tickled at Camp Canaan. There's there's kind of a, a law at Camp Canaan that when you go, <laughs> maybe we should write this law out so everybody sees it, but some of y'all will get that in a minute. Some of y'all ain't never been, so you don't know. But but there there's a, at least Kurt, there's at least an unspoken law that if you stay at the camp, you help in the dining hall and you help clean up around the place. Now there's some that abuse that, okay? But I get tickled because they always have a poster board up there, and they've got the days, and they've got the morning, noon, and and night meal, whatever it is, and I, I'll get to watching and. And everybody tries to find the easiest thing. Now, I done told them, Miss Irene, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but they do something that's absolutely, horribly ungodly. They have two five-gallon buckets at the front and the back, and all of their drinks goes in that five-gallon bucket. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just water, tea, but then they start putting scraps in it. It looks like a slop bucket. I asked Brother James, I said, Brother James, I'll clean your toilets. My hand up. I will do whatever you want, but Brother James, please don't make me take out that thing. It's not because of the weight of it. It's not because, it's because I do not like vomiting. I said, Brother James, I'll do whatever you want me to do, but please, and he just laughed. He said, Oh, I guess I'll give you a pass. So come next month, I'm going to ask him, I says, I still got my pass. It's been four years since I've thrown up. And bless God, I don't want to do it at Camp Canaan. Already looks like somebody has in that book. <laughs> kind of forgot what I was saying. Oh, the easiest things. We picked the easiest things. So they, the boys want to sweep or the girls want to wipe the tables off. In, in our lives, sometimes we try to find the easiest way to do things. Spiritually, we, we find the, God, God, what do you want me to do? Oh, okay. Well, I'll just, I'll just give an extra 20 in the offering plate. I don't want to go do that, but I'll, I'll do this. If, if we're going to learn any lessons from strength, we need to be seeking those difficult things. Because the difficult things, as I mentioned, if you if, if if your goal is to lift a certain amount of weight, you're going to have to have some small victories along the way. And so if you want to be, if I could say it like this without sounding too silly, if you want to be a giant in the faith, then you're going to have to have some small victories that lead up to being that giant. And if all you ever do is is just seek the easy things in your spiritual life, and you never try to step out of that comfort zone. You never ask God for more of a burden. You never ask God to allow you to do more. You never, you never do anything outside of your comfort zone. I guarantee you, then you are going to stay weak spiritually. Weak equals immature many times in our spiritual lives. Y'all with me right there? Not all the time. Not all the time. Miss Irene, do you care if I share something about Brother Deke? Brother Deke's last months 
I had the tremendous honor to be able to go to their house and help him in the bed or here and there. Miss Irene is a strong woman. Strong woman. But there were times that her strength failed. Brother Deke was a pretty strong man himself. Physically, I'm talking about physically. Pretty strong man. I don't know if you ever paid no attention, Eric. Brother Deke had pretty good sized hands. He could kind of envelop you. But his strength failed. And he couldn't pull himself up. Sometimes his, his, his legs weren't as strong. So he needed help. Needed help. So just because his, his strength had failed him, it didn't make him immature. No. What, what was the verse I read there in Psalm 73? My flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. So there's times. I said, weakness often means equals immaturity. But there's times that weakness happens. There's times in our lives that we become weak. That doesn't mean that we're immature. But if we choose to remain weak. The Apostle Paul says that I wanted to feed you with, with meat. But you couldn't handle it. So I had to feed you with milk. He said, you're just children. So you have a choice. If we're, if we're, if, if tonight we are seeking strength, then we gotta learn these lessons from this strength. And that is, you cannot live a successful Christian life if you stay on the milk. Now the milk will help you. The milk will, 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 will help you to grow, but not as much as that meat of God's Word. We should be thankful for those trials. Psalm 46, 1 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help. Listen to this. In trouble. Thank God for the trials. You see, the psalmist was in trouble, Samuel. And while he was in trouble, he found out that God is our refuge and God is our strength and He is a very present help. Where did he find that out? In trouble. Psalm 55, verse number 9. The Bible, And you'd have to read all of this. I read some of this the other day. Uh, Sunday night, maybe. But Psalm 59, verse number 9, talking about the enemy. He said, because of his, because of the enemy's strength, will I wait upon thee, talking about the Lord. For God is my defense. The enemy is strong. The enemy is strong. And sometimes we may not be able to fight him ourselves. But I'm glad that through God and his strength, we can stand. We can tackle those things that seem the hardest. Those are the things that will produce the most strength. I've given this illustration before. I'll give it again tonight. I heard it years ago that God asked a man to stand and press against a boulder. And he came back hours later and he saw the man still pressing. The man asked God why he chose to keep the boulder from moving. 
And God replied, I didn't want you to keep the boulder from moving. I wanted you to press against it. To produce strength, to produce calluses, and to produce determination. For when there is a boulder that needs to be moved, you're prepared. Sometimes all God wants us to do is press. You don't have to move the world. Sometimes God, listen, I was talking to a young man today. Sometimes all God wants is obedience. I heard, I heard some of y'all say, yes. Sometimes that's all God wants is for us to say yes. When I was talking to Brother Andy Coker today, he was talking about some issues. And he was kind of scared what direction he needed to go. And he said as he began to pray and he, he, he talked to someone and when he talked to them, it's like God eased the burden. But he said this, Brother Joe. He said, when I talked to them, I'd already made up my mind that no matter what the counsel, I was going to just give it to God and say, okay, whatever. So I don't know that it was him talking to someone else or the fact that he freely admitted in his heart that he would obey God. There's times, Brother David, that God doesn't want us to move anywhere. He just wants to know that we're willing to move. There's two types of physical slash spiritual training. For those of us that are out of shape, there's, we got, we got a tone. I'm not, I'm not even going to look y'all in the eye when I say this. But you know when you raise your arms up like this and, and, and you shake and there's some skin that shakes with you? Even after you stop moving? Toning. Spiritually speaking, sometimes we get, if I could say it like this without being crude, we get flabby. We're not, we're not working with what God's given us. He's fed us and we just sit back and we just, but then there's those that are in shape. You're doing what God tells you to do and, and you're doing it when God tells you to do. You're in your Bible. You're on your knees in prayer. God, I mean, God's working in you. Can I tell you? Here's what you need to do. If we're seeking strength, what you need to do is continue to build that strength. Continue to press. Continue to move when He says to move. There's some muscles that are more important depending on your calling in life. And when the time comes, then you need to work on those things. If you talk to a runner, they may do some weight training in the upper body, but most of it's going to be in the legs. If you talk to maybe a linebacker on a football team, a whole body. You you can talk to different sports players and they're going to tell you that I have to spend more time on this part of my body than anything else because that's what they use. Jesus told Paul, says, for my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Wherever you're the weakest tonight, that's where God can strengthen you. Now you can sit here tonight and I'm done. You can sit here tonight and 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 not really consider 
your your spiritual strength and or weakness. That may be okay for a while. But there might come a mountain that you've got to climb. And if you've not prepared for that climb, you're going to give out halfway up it. Maybe there's some weaknesses in your life that God's already showed you. Maybe through the message or through your own prayer life. There's some weaknesses. You need to work on those things. Strength will not always be measured by ability. There's some folks, when you look at them, you're like, well, you know, they're, I don't know that they're able to do anything. Matter of fact, uh, let's go back probably, was it last August or so? Samuel and Nick, they were out in the yard and they were wrestling in the yard. And I'm thinking, Samuel's a little bit more meaty than, than Nick. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. He won, right? Okay. I didn't want the winner to write history here. I was making sure. I'm going to tell you, I got pictures and I got video. This little wiry fellow over here, he gave, he gave Samuel a run for his money. Somebody said, preacher, why don't you? I said, no. I value my life and I like walking. And I saw how wiry he was. I ain't, ain't none of me. Your strength is not always going to be measured by your ability. And strength in our bodies, they may fail us. But I'm here to tell you tonight, God's strength will never fail you. Let's stand.